Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. So, you know, I was playing uh, basketball the other day with a guy, and we're going to go to the Harbor here in a second. Sounds like we're in a wind tunnel. Uh, here's the deal. Um, I'm playing basketball with a guy the other day, and he says to me, uh, I had my first child. And I said, wow, that's awesome. What'd you have? He said, I had a baby boy. I said, what's his name? He said, Michael Jr. I go, you're Mike. And so he named him after you. And he goes, yeah. I go, that's fantastic. I said, but it's not better than having Warren Sharp on your show. So you can go change those diapers all you want there, little kitty watcher. I got the mad scientist live at MGM National Harbor at the Bet MGM Sportsbook. He's back in the hizzy again. Look at him. Unbelievable. Good to see you, Warren. Uh, let's start with tonight's big game at Arrowhead. They're expecting rain and high winds out of nowhere. Some cold front blowing through. What do you expect to see between the Broncos and Chiefs? Well, first of all, Scott, happy to be back at the MGM. Look look at this beautiful setting we got here and uh, happy with my boy Sam on the producing. Hey, look, we've got a big game tonight for the Kansas City Chiefs because I don't know if Travis Kelsey is going to be quite 100% here, but this is the type of game that you absolutely cannot afford to drop against a lowly team like the Denver Broncos that can't get their act together, that can't even look efficient against a team like Zach Wilson and the New York Jets. I think the wind might end up helping the Kansas City Chiefs a little bit. Stick to what will work against this defense, which is running the football. So far this season, if you look at the defenses that this Kansas City Chiefs rushing offense has gone up against, we're talking about the number two Lions, the number eight Jags, the number 13 Vikings, the number 14 Jets, and the number 15 Bears. Everybody's been inside of the top 15. Now they get to go up against the league's worst run defense of the Denver Broncos. I absolutely expect to see Isaiah Pacheco to have a very strong outing on the ground. Um, I think that the Chiefs are going to, you know, really try to keep this ABC cookie cutter simple and straightforward. I think a lot of us, myself included, think back to all these games against the Denver Broncos when the Chiefs have played them. Some of these games are on prime time, and you think a uh, 
This Vic Fangio-led defense of the Denver Broncos holding Patrick Mahomes in check in these games being this, you know, will the Chiefs score more than 23 points because the line is so big. As long as we can get maybe 12 or 13 points out of the Denver Broncos, we're going to cover this number. You know, this is not the same defense. This is not the Vic Fangio defense. This defense is substantially worse. This is a Vance Joseph-led defense. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have had a ton of success against in the past. The only thing slowing down the Kansas City Chiefs tonight, in my opinion, will be how often they decide to run the football and Mother Nature herself. Can you even fathom, Warren, that they beat them 15 straight times? Uh, it's hard to imagine in the state of parity, especially when there's some of these games have been late in the season and the Kansas City Chiefs have been resting some of the starters, that such a streak could occur. Uh, but that just speaks to the dominance of the franchise of the Kansas City Chiefs, led by Andy Reid himself as the play caller, as the decision maker there offensively. Uh, no matter whether he's playing a backup quarterback or gets the starter, we know Patrick Mahomes is elite, but they've had so much production offensively against this defense. And then it also simultaneously speaks to the fact that this Denver Broncos team is just not living up to what I would expect out of a franchise with this storied history like the Denver Broncos have. This is a, a once very proud franchise that I mean, they thought they were getting back on track with Sean Payton. And uh, he's re really made a mockery of this, in my opinion, from start to, to present day. I mean, ever since he came on board, started ripping the old regime. He's not been able to have any success himself. Uh, he's getting into arguments with Russell Wilson on the sidelines. Uh, you got this whole blow up with his number one wide receiver, highly drafted, uh, that we think that he's on the trading blocks now. It's just um, I don't really know where they're going with Sean Payton at the helm, but this certainly is not the type of early start to the tenure that the Denver Broncos were expecting to get. I asked, uh, you know, Marenzi earlier on the show, I'm going to ask you the same question. Do you think he regrets taking the job? He looks miserable. <laughs> I would. I don't know what he thinks, but I would have regretted it if I took it. I realize that there are very few head coaching jobs, and so knowing several different offense coordinators around the league, knowing some guys who have transitioned to the head role, you know, it's very hard to pass something up. You obviously are going to go on to every interview that you can because you want that experience and you want your name to be out there that you're one of these coaches that are getting all these interviews. But there are certain jobs that just are not very favorable whether it's the roster stinks, whether you're tethered to a quarterback that's not very good, whether the ownership has poor principles and beliefs, whether you don't like uh, or you don't have enough power there, and so the GM is going to be controlling too much. There's a lot of different factors that go into it, and some of these guys do end up regretting what they've done. Certainly, if I was Sean Payton, he was the most popular coaching candidate out there. Uh, you could have easily waited, taken a team that's going to get rid of their quarterback, have a high draft pick and build and have a lot more runway to work with. I think in this particular instance, he doesn't have as much runway. He's not getting getting uh, enough forgiveness from the media, from the fans. I think there were too many expectations heaped upon this team because they got Sean Payton and now he's going to fix Russell Wilson. And I absolutely would regret it if I was in his shoes. Two things. Do you think they're uh, like tanking and do you uh, have any explanation for why the Chiefs 
don't cover spreads. They don't cover big spreads like this double digits tonight. Do you think the Broncos are, are tanking for, like, that the, yeah, they want to clean house, get Caleb Williams, do whatever they can to be terrible because they've already proven that they are? <laughs> no, I don't think they're tanking. It's very hard. Russell Wilson is in this to showcase that he's worth money, right? Like, he doesn't want to be cut. He doesn't want to uh, – be out of the NFL. So all of these players are absolutely trying to win games. They're going to try to win this game tonight. Uh, I don't think that Sean Payton is intentionally calling things that are going to cost them position. I mean, this offense is actually above average in most efficiency metrics across the board. Uh, so it's not a terrible offense. This defense has played terribly. This defense is poorly coached. This defense does not have very good personnel. This defense is getting outmatched by pretty much everybody that they play. But I don't think they're intentionally trying to lose games at this stage in the season. Down the road, yes, I would say that that could be a possibility. Right now, no. Um, as it relates to the Chiefs not covering large spreads, it in part relates to uh, what this team emphasizes. They emphasize jumping out the leads. They emphasize the pass game. That then, in turn, encourages opponents to abandon their game plan and just try to chase as much as they possibly can. And then the Chiefs, with a large lead and large spreads, tend to slow things down, play not to lose, play to keep this game and get out healthy. And that just allows these teams to get back in, especially when the spreads are so large, just like tonight. He's styling with Sam Cheers Malone Yarnell at the National Harbor MGM. He's got it all going today. Sam's been hitting the slots. Sam's been hitting the craps table. When we come back, we're going to hit Baltimore, Tennessee, San Francisco, Cleveland, and Indy, Jacksonville. We're styling with the mad scientist. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Just a, a quick reminder, 
Eric Spider to be on SportsGrid. Get the SportsGrid app. It's free in iOS and Play Store for Android. Follow your favorite hosts like Warren Sharp. You get every clip that he does, all of the segments he does with us on Coast to Coast, other appearances he makes on SportsGrid. You can follow Pharrell, get every clip I do. You can follow your favorite other hosts. You'll love it. It's got the TV side, the radio side. It has it all. The SportsGrid app. Go to sportsgrid.com slash watch. To see the many platforms that you can get Sports Grid on, we took over the world a long time ago, and it was really easy, I have to say. Uh, all right, back to the MGM National Harbor and Warren Sharp. Let's start with Baltimore and Tennessee. I don't know what it is about this Titan team, but when they play in Smashville and they're like a dog, they cover, they win. We saw them do it to Cincy. We saw them do it to the Chargers. Are they going to do what the Steelers did to the Ravens this week? I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, look, this Tennessee Titans team, you're absolutely right. The two games that we've seen them play at home as underdogs and win outright, those were against run defenses that were bottom of the league. Those were against bad run defenses. Now they're going up against a number nine ranked run defense, and I think they're going to have trouble running the football and doing so consistently. This still is a team that wants to run the ball on early downs, and I don't think they're going to have as much success. Derrick Henry might struggle a little bit in this game. Uh, if you look at the Baltimore Ravens, this is a different style of Baltimore Ravens. I remember back to those games in 2019-2020 when the Titans were playing the Ravens and the Tennessee Titans just controlled Lamar. They stacked the box. They forced Lamar to try to beat them through the air. Lamar didn't have the, the, the offense that they have now. They had the Greg Roman style offense where they just wanted to run the ball and, uh, and they didn't have as much success. They couldn't win in that scenario. I think they're going to have more success against this current iteration of the Tennessee Titans defense uh, because the current style of the Baltimore Ravens are going to push the ball down the field a little bit more. Last week, Lamar's receivers let him down. Everybody, I mean, the, the hate Scott for Lamar Jackson anytime that the team loses, it, people come out of the woodwork talking trash about Lamar Jackson. But the reality is it was the receivers that were letting him down. You should see the drops, the EPA lost on those drops. That's not going to happen, I think, in this game over in London. What I do think is going to happen, this team went over very early in the week. The Titans are going in very late. I think we're going to get a very focused and quick start from the Baltimore Ravens in this game. I think they're going to jump out to the lead knowing that that will then force the Tennessee Titans to pass the ball, to not run the ball as much. And I don't know that the Tennessee Titans are going to be able to keep up with the Baltimore Ravens in this spot. One thing to look for is Zay, uh, sorry, is, uh, is Zay Flowers. We're going to talk about Flowers later on. I've got a prop that I like for Flowers that we're going to get to uh, in the lion share segment that comes up next so stay tuned for that but I absolutely expect the Baltimore Ravens to have a lot of success uh, think about this the Tennessee Titans played the seventh highest rate of zone coverage the Baltimore Ravens rank number 30 in EPA per pass attempt against man coverage but rank number 10 against zone coverage they're going to see a lot of it in this game I think Lamar has a very good bounce back performance yeah I thought uh, when I saw at, at, at Titans I didn't realize it was in London until you said so. A uh, third week in a row in London. It's a 9.30 breakfast at Tiffany's Kick. So that uh, eliminates all of the juice that they have when they play at Nissan. One real quick question for you. I thought the Ravens, when they got the fumble recovery at the five-yard line against the Steelers late in the game in the fourth quarter, I thought that was the most pathetic 
four plays or, or three plays he threw the pick i thought his p- pass in the corner back shoulder that porter picked up was a terrible throw and i thought it was an even worse decision to make him throw it why did they not let him at least run it once in those three downs how pathetic was that possession by them and then the steelers went and won the game Yeah, it was terrible. I think some of these teams, they end up choking in these clutch situations. And the thing to remember is it's not just players that choke. Think about, like, a lot of pressure on you as a free throw shooter or you're taking a penalty kick to to win the World Cup for your nation. You know, some of these guys end up choking in the moment, the players, but the coaches and the play callers also choke, which is why some of the teams that I've consulted for, I've encouraged them to go and sign up their staff in the offseason for this stress training where they do like some military style training and help you make proper decisions when you're under the pressure the heat of battle so to speak it does matter in football games as much as it does if you're a general or someone in the military trying to make decisions uh, with with so much at stake and so these teams sometimes choke when it comes to play calling not just on-field performance I would have made the free throw, and Messi would have made the penalty kick. Uh, San Francisco at the dog pound in Cleveland. I don't know how, even with their alleged good defense, they're going to stop this freight train. Well, they do have a good defense. They haven't gone up against very good competition. But the one thing to be paying attention here too closely is the wide nine style of defense that Jim Schwartz utilizes. Due to this wide nine, there's not very many teams in the NFL that currently use this style of defense. And it has had a lot of success against Kyle Shanahan's offenses in the past. They don't score nearly as many points as you would come to expect. So that's where I'm really focused on in this game. Uh, The one way that... The Cleveland Browns stand to have a chance because I don't think Deshaun Watson is playing. I think it's going to be the backup, and I do think that they're going to get the support of Mother Nature here. We got a lot of games this week that are going to have some wins, just like tonight's game, some wins and potential rain. Now, we're still, what is it, Thursday? We're still a few too many days out to really know for certain how much this weather is going to impact it, but it does look like it is going to be a factor. That's going to prevent all the downfield stuff that Brock Purdy wants to utilize in this game, and they've been very efficient utilizing. The Cleveland Browns play the highest rate of man coverage of any defense in the NFL. Last week, though, the Dallas Cowboys played the San Francisco 49ers team. They played the second most man coverage of any team, and we just saw what the San Francisco 49ers and Brock Purdy were able to do against that defense. But I will just throw out that word of caution with regard to Schwartz and the style of defense and his prior track record of success against the San Francisco 49ers offense. But I really believe that there's going to be severe limitations for what this Cleveland Browns offense is going to be able to do. Uh, I think with their backup uh, Walker quarterbacking this team, they're not going to get him to throw the ball as much. I don't think Jerome Ford is going to have very much success running the football here either. Uh, That is one weakness of this 49ers team. You can run on them, but I don't think that Ford is the guy that's going to be able to prove that this season. I think we'll see some other matchups later on this year where teams are going to have more success than we might expect against this 49ers run defense, but that is not going to come this week. I think the Cleveland Browns will struggle a little bit to run the football here, especially because they're going to be running in more disadvantageous 
situations uh, because they're not going to trust their quarterback as much and they're going to be trying to protect him by running a little bit more on early downs. How about they're going to kill him and they'll be lucky if they score. Uh, the Colts are playing in Duval against the Jags. Weather won't be an issue. Minshew mania taking over now. Richardson's IR going to miss at least four games, right? Yes, indeed. And Trevor Lawrence has had some success against Gus Bradley's defense in the past. Very efficient. Gus Bradley plays this style of defense. Trevor Lawrence just throws the ball underneath. His ADOT is one of the lowest that he's had over the last two years. He's played this defense three times. Gus Bradley came to coach the Indianapolis defense in 2022. There's been three meetings. This is the fourth. And we see 85% completions out of Trevor Lawrence in this matchup. Just very efficient performance out of him. But the real question that I have in this game is going to be, what is it like coming back from a couple of weeks over in London, back to the U.S. and dealing with a game right away, especially knowing that they play next Thursday. They have to turn around and play next Thursday. It's going to be a challenge for this Indian, uh, for this Jacksonville Jaguars offense here. I expect a slightly lower scoring game, a tight game, but lower scoring in general. When we come back, the Lions share all of Warren's favorite props. Plus, what's wrong with the Patriots as they go to see the Rams in Lipstick City? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is a whole new jungle. This is the Lion's Share. Brought to you by BetMGM. And how about uh, BetMGM's first bet offer, 1,500 in bonus bets. Are you kidding me for new users? Everybody's talking about it everywhere. It's more important than oxygen and water. Seriously, you get the app on iOS or in the Play Store for Android or BetMGM.com. Sign up, deposit at least 10 into your account, and start playing. Now, look. 
If you bet 500 and lose, you're going to get 500 back in bonus bets immediately. You bet 1,000 and lose, you're going to get 1,000 in bonus bets immediately. You bet 1,500, they max out at 1,500. The 1,500 bonus bets back to you, it'll go right into your account once the wager is settled. So you lose the bet, the wager's settled, boom, you're going to get your bonus bets. You're going to love it. Check it out at betmgm.com. Make sure you check the terms and conditions. The 1500 first bet offer at BetMGM. It's bigger than life. All right. Warren's at the BetMGM Sportsbook at the MGM National Harbor, and he's ready to drop some of his props on us, even one for tonight's game at Arrowhead. Take it away, Warren. Yeah, first one up, Scott, I like a bunch of unders in this game tonight from a props perspective. I'm not going to share all of those, but the one I do want to discuss is actually an over. I like Justin Watson's longest reception to go over 15 and a half yards. He's hit this in three out of his four games so far this season, and I know there's going to be some wind, but some interesting stats here. Number one, we know that the Denver Broncos are terrible against deep passes. They're pretty much terrible against passes of any kind, runs of any kind. They're going to have to come up and try to slow down this run game with extra help defensively. It's going to give great matchups, I think, in the secondary for a guy like Justin Watson to get open. But one of the interesting factors here is that Patrick Mahomes, thus far in his career, has been virtually windproof. Some stats from a guy at Sharp Football Analysis, Ryan McChrystal, he shared with me that in winds of 15 plus miles per hour, Patrick Mahomes is still throwing 19% of his attempts. 15 plus yards down the field. And in winds of less than 15 miles per hour, that only goes up to 21%. So he's still pushing the ball down the field even when there is wind. And in terms of his completion rate, 15 plus miles per hour, he is completing passes at a 45% clip that distance down the field, 15 plus yards down the field. In winds of less than 15 miles an hour, that only moves up to 46%. So it's almost the same exact completion rate. I think Justin Watson still is able to get at least one catch that's going to travel uh, 16 plus yards in totality. So I like the over there. And what about on uh, Sunday? You got a nice Zay Flowers prop for us this at the top, Zay Flowers. I think he's going to be able to exploit this weak Tennessee Titans secondary. I'm looking at the longest completion, uh, longest reception for Zay Flowers over, uh, I think they got posted here, 55 and a half total receiving yards. Yes. I like that. I like that. I like laddering that. I also like his longest reception over 21 and a half. Why do I like Zay Flowers so much? If I'm looking at all the number one, number two wide receivers that have gone up against this Tennessee Titans defense, Week five, Michael Pittman and Josh Downs, they both had catches of 27 plus yards. Week three, I skipped week four, we'll come back to that in a second. Week three, Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones both had 29 plus yard receptions. Week three, Keenan Allen, sorry, week two, Keenan Allen had a 42 yarder and week one, both Rashid Shahid and Chris Olave both had 41 plus yard receptions. Why did I skip week four? Well, that was Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow dealing with his calf injury. He was throwing the ball only 3.8 air yards to Jamar chase only 6.3 air yards to T Higgins he wasn't pushing the ball down the field whatsoever the point being that every single one of these decent receivers that have gone up against the Tennessee Titans have had big catches 
and I absolutely think that Zay Flowers is going to have at least one of those, which is why I took his longest reception over 21 and a half. And then I just feel like highly, highly correlated is the fact that the Baltimore Ravens are going to be pushing the ball down the field. They're going to be throwing the football. I do still think that Mike Vrabel is going to try to stop this run game and make Lamar beat them with his throwing arm. And I think this secondary is highly susceptible. I absolutely think there's opportunities to do some laddering of Zay Flowers where you're hitting 80 plus, 100 plus, etc. type yardage gains for him at significant plus money payouts. So I like Zay Flowers in basically every which way you can move him. All right, so to be clear, tonight, Justin Watson, Kansas City, longest reception, over 15 and a half yards. And on Sunday in London, Zay Flowers of the Ravens, over 54 and a half receiving yards. Those are two juicy props from Warren. All right, what is wrong with Bill Belichick's Patriots? They are god-awful, and they're going to Lipstick City to take on the Rams Sunday afternoon at SoFi. They're awful. They're terrible. Why would anybody want to bet on them? Because they can't even score points. They're being outscored by Miles the last couple of weeks in total disarray. These are all the reasons why you should want to bet on them. And I know it sounds counterintuitive, but first of all, there's a massive coaching advantage here. Uh, I know it doesn't seem like it, and Bill Belichick has passed his days of being the most savviest coach in the NFL, and Ernie Adams is no longer there helping him out. But have you seen Josh McDaniels? I mean, this guy has no clue uh, with most end game decisions, <laughs> clock management, play calling. Uh, I, I don't trust him at all. And so this is a big coaching advantage for Bill Belichick. And then you look at what do the Raiders want to do? Well, look, their number one receiver, Devontae Adams, probably doesn't even play last week if it's not against his former team, the Green Bay Packers. He can't lift his arm above his head. Uh, they were catching balls down lower. I don't think he's going to have a great game in this one. He's not 100% right now. So the Raiders want to try to run the football. The problem is they have been number 30 in rushing efficiency this season against some horrifically bad run defenses. They've played the number 32 Broncos, the number 27 Chargers, number 26 Packers, number 22 Bills, and number 20 Pittsburgh Steelers. Now they're going up against this run defense of the Patriots that ranks number six. I think they're going to limit the rushing attack of Josh Jacobs and force the offense with Jimmy G to beat them through the air. And guess who Bill Belichick knows pretty familiarly? Jimmy G, obviously from his time in New England. They also know Jacoby Myers quite well and Jacoby Myers from his time in New England. So I don't think Bill Belichick is going to really want to allow Jacoby Myers to have a great game in this one. They're going to figure out how to slow him down. They're going to be able to stop the run. What does that leave this Raiders offense to do? Very little, in my opinion. I don't <laughs> see the Raiders doing a whole lot. And the Raiders have struggled to score points even against some of these bad defense I just mentioned. Think about the teams that the New England Patriots have gone up against offensively. So far this season, I know the Cowboys looked bad last week. They've played the Cowboys, the Miami Dolphins, the Philadelphia Eagles, the New Orleans Saints. All of these offenses are capable of scoring double-digit points in the first half of games, and they've been able to do that against Bill Belichick and this New England Patriots defense. 
that has forced them to play more pass heavy in the second half to play at a higher tempo. They're not going to need to do that in this game because the Raiders are only averaging 8.8 .8 points in the first half of games. There's not going to be a, a situation where they're going to be up by a double digit margin at halftime. I think the Patriots are going to be in this game. They're going to be able to run the ball in the second half of this game. They're going to be able to play at the tempo that they want to. They're going to have more things at the disposal of Mac Jones. Yeah, Mac Jones doesn't look good. He doesn't look good, especially when he's down 20 points and the defense knows he's passing every single play. That is not going to be the situation in this game. I'm not saying Mac Jones is going to look brilliant here, but I do think it's going to be one of the better games that he's able to deliver just because of the state that he's going to find himself in. So I think the Patriots are an interesting play at plus three. Nobody wants them. Fine, we can take them. And also, I would lean a little bit to the under in this one just because I don't see the Raiders having a lot of success moving the ball. And the Patriots, look, they're going to be happy if they can win this game six to three. All they want is a win here. Now, I don't project a final score of six to three, but like they're not going to be running it up for style points for any reason here. They just want to get out of Dodge without Mac Jones throwing. Remember how that game ended last year? Mac Jones on the, the game was tied. They're trying to get back into it, and Mac Jones throws a, a, a pass that then gets tossed and lateral back. I think it was Jacoby Myers, in fact, who throws it backwards, and, and then Mac Jones is left trying to tackle this guy, gets stiff-armed to the ground, gets that sent down all the way to Middle Earth, and then they run the Raiders run for an easy touchdown. Um, and they're not going to want something like that to happen at the end of this game, so it's going to be very vanilla if the Patriots do have the lead late in this one. My bad on, I, I read it wrong. I thought it was the Rams. It was obviously the Raiders and L LVR, and I read it LAR, so my bad on that. Thank God you saved the day for me there. Why do you think Josh Jacobs has been so bad this year running the ball for the Raiders compared to what he was last year? He was a badass. It, it starts up front. It's the blocking. Um, obviously, he did not practice as much this offseason, holding out, looking for a new deal. Uh, so there was that element, too. There's some rust that he needs to shake off. But the blocking is just not quite as good this year. Uh, and like I mentioned, it has nothing to do with the opposing run defenses because they've been very bad. Uh, now they finally go up against a really good one. I just think it spells disaster. I lost last week betting Josh Jacobs' longest rush attempt under. He was doing nothing all game and broke one long run against Green Bay Pack. Packers. Hint, hint. I'm going to be on Josh Jacobs under longest rushing attempt this week. I'm going to continue to fade him. Do you think, uh, I know they beat uh, the Packers somehow Monday night. Do you think uh, that McDaniels is not long for this world as a head coach of the Raiders? I don't know. I, look, some of this stuff with these coaches around the league, it's, it, we look at it as what's the play calling, what's the decision making, but it's really the coaching. And then it's really the ownership. I mean, like, what is Jerry Jones doing with all these coaches that he's hiring in Dallas? What, what is Davis doing with the coaches that he's hiring for the Raiders? I don't understand what these owners are doing. I think it's time to stop blaming the players and sometimes even the coaches. Let's start blaming some of these owners for just being completely clueless with the style of coaches that they should be hiring here. All right, when we come back, we'll hit the rest of the games. Washington, Atlanta, Mini in Chicago, Seattle and Cincy, Carolina, Miami, New Orleans at Houston. We'll hit that Arizona Rams game at SoHi, Philly in the Jets, Detroit, Tampa, and the G-Men in Buffalo. We'll do it all with Warren Sharp. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. to tell you if you don't have at sharp football on x like in your system there's something wrong with you and sharpfootballanalysis.com get it together follow him go to the website check it out yourself trust me it's worth it you're gonna dig it warren sharp with us from the mgm national harbor per usual on a thursday all right let's go down uh the litany of games that we have left we'll start with washington in hot town at the Benz against the Falcons, who escaped with a late field goal last week to beat the Texans in a really good game. I had the Texans with two and a hook and get the back door uh, right there with a field goal. They they score late to win, but I covered a bet, thank God. What do you think this week with Washington and Atlanta? You're absolutely right. Uh, that was a very close, competitive fun game to watch um, and I think this game could be a you know a, a repeat of that honestly um, look when I'm looking at this game I'm looking at this Washington Commanders run defense and they right now are allowing the most runs that gain three plus yards before contact of any team in the NFL the last three weeks this Falcons rushing attack has played the number two ranked Lions run defense the number eight ranked Jags run defense and the number 11 ranked Texans run defense now now they get to go up against this Washington Commanders run defense that ranks 24th in yards per carry, 29th in yards before contact per rush, and as I mentioned, dead last in rate of three plus yards before contact carries. I think it could be a big day for John Robinson. They're going to be running the ball a lot in this game, but the key that you beat Washington is down the field with those explosive passes, just like we saw Justin Fields do. So I don't know if Desmond Ritter is going to actually be trying to take those shots, and they're going to have success in doing so. That's one of the reasons why I think this game is a little bit closer. I think that the Falcons have some success on the ground, but they don't usually get a lot of pressure, and that's what's been killing Sam Howell in this Washington offense. I think this game is tight. I think it's very competitive. So Minnesota goes to Soldier Field. The Vikings are favored by two and a hook, and no Justin Jefferson here as they go out on the road to Chicago. Yeah, you look. 
ordinarily you're looking at this game and you're saying, okay, a dome team going to play in potentially bad weather. There's a lot of weather. We only hinted at it, but there's weather in a lot of these cities in the Midwest, uh, and Chicago is one of them. A little bit of wind, a little bit of rain, maybe a lot of wind. I don't know. I think it's like 14, 15 mile per hour winds with like gusts of like 28, 29. That's the latest I've seen. Subject to change, pay close attention to the weather as we get closer to kickoff. But in those situations, you're saying, I don't want the dome team. I also want the team that runs the ball a little bit better, and you're probably thinking the Chicago Bears, but guess what? You know, the Chicago Bears might be down their top three running backs. Khalil Herbert is out with multiple, for multiple weeks with an ankle injury. Running back two, Roshan Johnson. I don't know. I haven't looked at the practice report today before I came on air, if it's even posted yet, whether he got into practice or not because he did not practice yesterday with his concussion. And running back number three, Travis Homer, suffered a hamstring injury. He might be out for this game. So who is Chicago getting to run the ball? The Bears run defense stinks. The Vikings run defense actually is surprisingly good and it, it would surprise you to know that the Vikings rushing offense though you don't recognize the names that are running the ball for them they've been pretty efficient in part because their offensive line has been a little bit healthier than it's been in years past. So I know no Justin Jefferson there but if you can't throw the ball down the field that much anyways then losing him for this game is actually not the worst game to have lost him for and I would be looking to take a little bit of a stab on the Minnesota Vikings here, potentially on the money line or laying underneath of a field goal. This game was four and a half points before Justin Jefferson gets injured. The look ahead line was Minnesota minus four and a half. Justin Jefferson, in my opinion, in weather like this, should not be moving this game all the way south of the three to laying only two and a half points. Wow, that's very interesting. Write that down, Mafia. Things to do. Bet on the Vikings. Uh, Seattle and Cincinnati in the jungle. I thought Burrow, Mr. Silk, actually looked good in Arizona since he landed two and a half here to the Seahawks and Geno. Burrow looked great, um, in part that was because the Arizona Cardinals play this luxurious style of defense for opposing quarterbacks where they don't blitz at all and they don't get any pressure. So, I mean, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. They're just having a fabulous time in the pocket, sitting back there, pursuing their options, perusing what they want to choose from, and then throwing the football. We saw Joe Burrow have a lot of success in doing that. I don't know that that's going to be the same situation here. You saw a lot of creative blitzes with Witherspoon off off of the edge from the cornerback position. Last game against Daniel Jones, I think they're going to mix it up and send some pressure in a variety of different ways to try to get after Joe Burrow here. Will the Seattle Seahawks defense? But the one thing that I think definitely favors the Seahawks in this game, ironically enough, is the run game. Uh, the run game of Seattle is very inefficient. It's not a good rushing attack. However, it's quite explosive, and they have a large rate of runs that gain chunk yardage. I think they're going to have success this Cincinnati Bengals run defense is one of the most surprising units to the worst that I've seen across the NFL this year. They are terrible defending the run. Uh, and I think that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to give up some explosives on the ground here. That could be the difference. Uh, this is another game that I think is very close. I've contemplated teasing the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Haven't done so yet, but that's the direction that I would be looking at if I were to do something on this game. Another one that might be impacted by a little bit of weather. Uh, rain in Miami as well. Uh, Carolina's 0-5. Finns are 4-1, laying 13 and a hook. 
Yeah, if it is supposed to rain down there, that's news to me. I didn't see that before I left the house here. Uh, but obviously, you know, are, are we going to what kind of weekend is this shaping up, Scott? Like all these games are going to be weather impacted games. Not the most fun, but look to bet unders. Take Do something with this weather to your advantage. And, and that's bet some unders on props. There's going to be a lot of props out there that you could capitalize on betting some of the unders. If the game totals have moved a lot because wink, wink, a lot of betters come in on Sunday night now. They don't care about getting a lot of money down because they don't have a lot of money to get down. They just work with different groups and are fine betting low limits on Sunday night and betting some of these unders where they think there might be weather. Uh, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent here, but the prop market is where you can actually find some value on the unders for these totals that may have moved too much due to weather. In this particular game, this is a defense in the Carolina Panthers. They allow the second highest rate of explosive passing EPA per attempt on passes that travel 15 plus yards. You did not see that very much last week, although there were some passes that gained a lot of yardage for the Miami Dolphins against the Giants. These were passes that were thrown underneath and turned into bigger gains. This Carolina Panthers team does not get pressure. Tua has thrown the most touchdowns in the NFL when unpressured. He has the second highest yards per attempt when unpressured, and they are terrible defending passes 15 plus yards down the field. So look for some explosive passes out of this passing attack. And yes, I hate it that Devin A. Chain is not there for the Miami Dolphins rushing attack because he's a fun guy to bet over longest rushing attempt. But guess what? Raheem Mostert is going to do that for us this week because this Carolina Panthers run defense is equally terrible defending the run as it is against the pass. They allow a lot of explosives on the ground. The only concern here is how much will the Carolina Panthers control the clock because this Miami Dolphins defense is looking pretty bad. It's not really a defense that I was hoping to see this season with a new defensive coordinator. They're starting off very slowly. Carolina could bleed the clock a little bit here potentially, but I think Miami's going to score when they have the ball. New Orleans is at Houston. We've seen Stroud. He's been great for the most part, Houston is getting one and a half from the Saints in their building in H-Town. This is a very challenging game for me to try to pick what side I like here. I've contemplated using the Houston Texans in teasers with a relatively low total. I do think the Texans have been playing a little bit above their heads in some of these contests. I was really quick to be on C.J. Stroud's bandwagon. I think everybody's caught up. The markets have caught up to that, right? Like the key is get on something, get on it early, and then get off when the time is right. I'm not saying I'm laying the points with the New Orleans Saints here, but this is a defense that might have a little bit of success trying to get the Texans to be very one-dimensional offensively. They're going to shut down the run game to some extent, force everything onto C.J. Stroud's plate, and it'll be interesting to see how efficient he is down the field against a defense that's coordinated by Dennis Allen, a very, very good defensive coordinator. On the other side of the ball, look, I don't, I don't really love this New Orleans Saints offense. They obviously had a lot of upside last week. I think this game is just close, ugly, I don't really have any desire to, to particularly watch it, even though this is one of the few games that's going to be dry. It's not going to be windy or rainy because it's in the Dome, uh, but this is a game that I don't really think is too exciting to bet or to watch. How about the Rams at home laying seven to Zona? Well, I think this game is scary for Arizona, and here's a couple of reasons why. Number one, Arizona is really good passing the football against man coverage, but they struggle tremendously against zone coverage. They're also terrible against too high. Which team uses the most zone coverage in the NFL? 
the, uh, the Rams. Which team uses a high rate of too high? The Rams. So for those reasons, I think the Arizona Cardinals offense is going to struggle here. In addition, they're now without James Conner. And James Conner was like the workhorse. If you, if you, it's, it's ironic because the Rams, sorry, the Cardinals are one of the most uh, run-heavy teams in the NFL, even though they've been losing in all of these games. Are they still going to be just as run-heavy without James Conner there? I'm interested to see what this offense decides to do. But when I look at this game in terms of the Rams and when they have the football, I mean, we just talked about this luxurious defense that the uh, Cardinals play. They allow quarterbacks to hang in the pocket. They don't get pressured. They don't blitz. And they're terrible against 15-plus yard passes down the field. Who throws the ball 15-plus yards down the field at one of the five highest rates in the league? Matthew Stafford and this Rams offense that is Cooper Cup back. I think you're going to have a lot of success throwing the football over the top of this Rams, uh, of this Cardinals secondary. I think the Cardinals are going to be able to get out if they want to to a nice sizable lead in this one. I think that could force the Cardinals to chase. Um, I think this game is going to be an exciting game, the exact opposite of what we were projecting for the Houston Texans and the New Orleans Saints. Philly lands seven at the Jets. Sharp money is going to come in on the Jets, in my opinion. I think that people are going to be buying the Jets. I am a little bit nervous about that position. I have not gotten on that position yet. Um, I'm looking at this Jets team that had six trips into the red zone against the Denver Broncos team, and they could not score a single touchdown against that terrible defense. They're not going to have six trips against the Eagles, and if they couldn't score touchdowns against that defense of the Denver Broncos, they're not going to probably score touchdowns against this Philadelphia Eagles defense. I think this game is going to be a grinded out style game that the Eagles are just going to be happy to walk out of town with a win. It's not going to be any desire for style points or, you know, overusing Jalen Hurts in the run game to take unneeded hits if the Eagles are up. So maybe there's the opportunity for the Jets to sneak in the back door of a little bit of a lower scoring game. Uh, but I think that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be able to have a lot of success offensively here against this Jets defense. Can Baker Mayfield upset the Lions in in Tampa, they're getting three. He could. I saw that Mike Evans was practicing today. I'm a little bit worried, though, about backing Baker Mayfield because I think that this team is somewhat fraudulent, um, and I don't want to get on the Lions too heavily solely because they play so much differently when they're outdoors on the road than they do at home. Uh, that being said, if I was forced into picking this game, I'd probably rather lean towards the Denver, uh, sorry, the Detroit Lions simply because they've got too many weapons, and I don't trust this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. When we come back, we'll take a look at the Sunday night and Monday night games. The Sunday nighter has the Giants in the below against the Bills, and the Monday nighter has Dallas at SoFi against the Chargers and Mr. Herbert. We're talking to Warren Sharp from the MGM National Harbor on Coast to Coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis, 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. this uh, game Sunday night in Buffalo. The Bills are laying 14 and a half to the Giants. I mean, the, the little Giants, the partial Giants, I mean, what do they have? This roster, this injury report is like a CVS receipt. There's so many guys that are out. I don't know which guys are actually going to make the trip up there and play. Who's going to be protecting Daniel Jones? Will Daniel Jones play because of his neck because he's taken a billion sacks? Or will it be Tyrod Taylor? And there's a lot of familiarity here, and you know that Brian Dable is going to want to prove something and go out there and score some points and not get completely shut down by his former head coach, Sean McDermott, who obviously – like there was some tension between those two guys when they were there and I know that Brian Dayball would love to put some points up on the scoreboard here but I just don't know exactly if that's going to be possible this Bills defense has had a lot of injuries themselves so the table is set but I don't know if the protection is going to be ready for the New York Giants to do enough scoring uh, our producer Sam here says bet Gabe Davis's longest reception over the total that's been what he's referred to as an ATM machine so who am I to argue with that uh, he's a Bills aficionado so uh, go with the Gabe Davis longest reception to the over in that one. <laughs> Sammy, cheers, Malone. All right, Dallas looked great against the Niners at Levi's. Now they're at L.A. against the Chargers, and they're favored by two on the road. Uh, do you trust Mike McCarthy's squad laying points on the road to anybody? I certainly don't. Um, but I also don't trust Brandon Staley. I mean, I don't trust either of these two coaches. Justin Herbert has a broken middle finger on his uh, non-throwing hand. But guess what? When you're in the pocket and you got all these pass rushers coming at you, especially Micah Parsons should have a much better game than he did last week. And you got to keep two hands on the ball. Otherwise, you're going to get that ball knocked out of your hand. And so I worry about that. Will they have to speed up the passing? Will there be a lot of short passes out of the Chargers, something that they're very familiar with doing and then on the flip side I mean the way that you could have some success against this Chargers secondary is to throw the ball deep but Mike McCarthy's neutered this offense everything's short from Dak Prescott so uh, I would actually lean to the under here if I was forced to pick a side all right uh, Warren great stuff enjoy the game tonight the games on Sunday and Monday we'll see you next week from the National Harbor Warren Sharp ladies and gentlemen Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. 
Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis, 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 